0: You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, thanks for listening to the first episode. I got a, a pretty surprising amount of listens for the first one, um, so I was happy about that. So thanks if you listened, and um, just keep listening, and know, make some more, I guess. Uh, so today I wanted to talk about fantasy football rankings and, and strategy and uh, the DeMarcus Cousins injury, which happened uh, this morning. And kind of go into that a little bit, and I guess talk about the Lakers' depth issue now at the center position. Um, so yeah, if you're, if maybe you're you haven't played a lot of fantasy football in the past, or uh, maybe this is your first time, I uh, want to go into some rankings and kind of draft strategy. Uh, maybe you want me to draft your team for you. Maybe you want to give me your Yahoo account and do it for you, which I'm fine doing. But uh, just as a disclaimer. Uh I haven't won my league in a few years. You know, I I'm kind of competitive, but I I haven't I haven't been winning. Whenever it involves money and it's gambling, I always for some reason I end up losing. Um so let's see here. So obviously for the first pick, if you had the number 1 pick, I would go I would go either you you, you want to load up on some running backs, definitely running backs who uh who also are receivers who have, have a lot of receptions. As well as you know, rushing the ball and getting all those touchdowns. Um, so first overall, I'd go Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants. And then I'd go. You could also go Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey, he had over hundred yard, a uh, hundred receptions last year. And um, let's see. So he, he's he's definitely he's definitely utilizing the Carolina offense a lot. Uh, Cam Newton had a higher. Higher completion percentage last year because he did a lot of checkdowns to Christian McCaffrey. So he could go number one as well. Or Alvin Kamara um, from New Orleans. He had, I think, like 80 receptions last year. And he should get more of the a, a bigger load on the offense um, since Mark Ingram's gone. And I guess the the regression of, of Drew Brees. Let's we'll see if it happens uh, more than it has in the past. Um, and then I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to play. Um you know, I wouldn't mind taking him number one either. He is holding out for a new contract, which he has two more years left on his current deal. Uh, but I think, I think Jerry Jones is going to get a deal done with, with all of them: Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. So he's been he's led the league in rushing two out of the last three years. Uh, the one year that he didn't, he was suspended, uh, the first few games, uh, but still came back and was productive. Uh, the Todd Gurley situation. Guess he has arthritis in his knee, so there's going to be some, some issues with, um, I guess like load management stuff. But he might he might still get fifteen, uh, excuse me, fifteen to twenty carries in that offense, which is, which is good. I mean he he had, hey, yeah, he had seventeen rushing touchdowns last year, so I think he was number one in fantasy last year. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I think he kind of drops a little bit though. Like, if you get him in the third or fourth round, I'm not sure if he'd fall down that low. But if you got him there, you can get, he could be a value pick. But then if you get him too early, too high and then he doesn't play as much or he sits out some games, then that's an issue. Um, so that's why it's better to just load up on running backs. Um, some other ones that I think David Johnson will have a better year this year. Um, Dalvin Cook is another one. He was injured a lot last year because he, he tore his ACL. Uh, his rookie year so he had all last year to get healthy but was kind of in and out of the lineup so this year I think he'll be a lot better Um, let's see Kareem Hunt he's suspended for f- first few games in Cleveland uh, but Nick Chubb is I think he's gonna be number one on that roster um, we have Joe milk mix in uh, I think Le'Veon Bell will uh, will have a good year he hasn't played in a year so I think I think he'll definitely be good, and he is also a receiver, and I think he'll definitely help out Sam Darnold. Um, They don't have a lot of weapons there offensively, so I think he'll get a load of the, definitely get most of the carries and get a lot of receptions there. And especially if you're in a PPR league, whether it's a half a point or a point, definitely want to look at at running backs who are also receivers and then receivers who are getting a lot of receptions and a lot of targets. Uh, Like Michael Thomas, he had, he had like 100, 120 receptions last year, and, and his reception rate is really high, too. He, I think he caught over 80% of his of passes thrown that were thrown to him. Um, so I think he's number one. Number one or number two, because you could also go DeAndre Hopkins. He's been consistent the last few years as well. Um, and people never talk about him, I guess, because he plays in Houston. But uh, he's, been, he's been great the last few years. And let's see who else you can get. I think Odell Beckham is going to have a great year too in Cleveland, because uh, I guess Baker Mayfield is better than better than Eli Manning is at this point, and they have a lot more uh, options there. But I think I think the offense will kind of run through him and Baker um, and Nick Chubb as well. Um, so hopefully that connection is strong there. Uh, let's see. Uh, and and with Antonio Brown, he has his frostbitten feet and he has this this helmet issue i think it's just it's just all random ab drama i think he'll still i think he'll have a good year still so um but he, I, I don't know if i'd take him number uh in the first round because you know in the past years if you take him in the first round like that's good he's gonna get you like 30 points a game probably uh but i think he's still gonna he's he'll still probably have like 1200 yards maybe eight touchdowns i think he'll still be productive and he's had over 100 receptions like six years in a row. Um, let's see. And then the Minnesota receivers, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Uh, they're very productive. Adam Thielen was on a tear like the first seven seven games of the season last year. Um, but, I mean, the, the wide receiver position is pretty deep. And then, I mean, that top tier of guys that you want is like Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, um, Julio Jones, and I guess give or take maybe Antonio Brown. I, I think I think Antonio Brown's still in the top tier, so those are the guys you want to target in the probably maybe the first round. I guess if you if you want to get DeAndre or, or Michael Thomas in the first round, there's nothing wrong with that. But I usually just get running backs in the first round. Um, so yeah, you can definitely get those guys, and then uh, then you after that you have like Devontae Adams, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Mike Evans, even Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen seems to be injured a lot, and then. Like I said, uh, Adam Thielen and uh, Stephon Diggs, Ty Hilton has been really productive. Um, Brandon Cooks as well. So uh, you could definitely get a lot of uh, quality receivers later or towards the middle of the draft. Uh, And then the tight end position—that's where that's where there's only like there's like three tight ends that that can double as uh, as wide receivers, points wise and targets wise and receptions. Um, and then since Gronk retired, so it's basically just Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle. So I always, hopefully no one from my league is listening, but I always try to reach uh, reach for a tight end. Uh, just because since now there's only three of them, that'll be really productive. And then you can use it as a flex. And they they have a high floor and a high ceiling. Um, like Zach Ertz, he gets a lot of targets. And Travis Kelsey and George Kittle really came on well last year with the 49ers. And even later... Later in the season, too, he did he did really well. Um, so, yeah, you definitely reach for those if, if uh, you have the opportunity to because uh, it's just like getting a wide receiver. And then after that, um, I think Jared Cook's going to have a good year in, in New Orleans. I don't know if it's going to be at the level as Travis Kelsey or Ertz or Kittle. Probably, definitely not. Um, and then Evan Ingram. I've been on this Evan Ingram thing for like two years now. Um, maybe this year he'll at least get some more touchdowns. Um, And then see, I mean, Greg Olson, you can, you can have as um, a backup tight end, uh, but he's injured almost all the time. Also Jordan Reed, Um, Delaney Walker is pretty interesting. He he was pretty uh, banged up last year, uh, but I mean, he, he puts up numbers when he's healthy. So I think he'll be pretty good there. Um, I think especially if Ryan Tannehill actually takes over instead of Marks Mariota, uh, but that's a, that's a whole different story. That's like they're having a quarterback battle, which is a little embarrassing for Marks Merriot, I think. Um, and then O.J. Howard, I think um, Jameis Winston should improve this year. Uh, he should do a lot better. So I think, yeah, Mike Evans and, and O.J. Howard would be good pickups there. Uh, Hunter Henry was coming off a torn ACL. Um, so I think he'll be, he'll be good in that offense because the Chargers are going to have a pretty good offense. I think they'll make the playoffs this year. Uh, even without Mel- Melvin Gordon, uh, I guess back on Mel- Melvin Gordon, definitely don't draft Mel- Melvin Gordon if uh, if you have the opportunity to just pass on him. Uh, that he already demanded a trade, and I don't think there, I think that holdout. I don't think it's going to end. I think he might get traded, or he might just sit out the year like Le'Veon Bell did. So I would definitely would not draft him because I don't think I don't think that one's ending anytime soon. Um, so let's see here, and then as far as quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Uh, Let's see. Um. So Patrick Mahomes, he was he was the one that that won a bunch of leagues for people because they picked him. They picked him like in the in the tenth round or something. Uh, he had fifty touchdowns. and was just he was just amazing last year. It was it was crazy, uh, and threw over five thousand yards. So the, usually I don't I don't reach for quarterbacks because there's I mean there's thirty two teams, and you can and even in a twelve man league. You can you can wait until like the last few rounds and you can get you can get like a you can get like Jameis Winston or or even Andy Dalton if you're super desperate or even Baker Mayfield Matthew Stafford you can get all these guys like later you know but uh, the one the one quarterback I wouldn't have an issue with reaching for in like a middle round would be Patrick Mahomes because he threw for 50 touchdowns last year and he has that possibility. Uh, to throw, even if it's not 50, probably won't throw for 50, but even if he throws for 40 or 35 or something, he he still has the ability to be pro- that productive uh, with that Kansas City offense. So um, there's no problem with that. Um, let's see. And then after that, you just you just kind of alternate and take turns with with getting other running backs and and receivers. Uh, last year I was really big on Derrick Henry and he he ended up finishing with over 1000 yards but the first the first like eight games it seemed like he rushed he rushed for like 70 like 50 to 70 yards he's like really struggled most of the time and then i think the last two games well, he had he had a game where he had 212 yards um so i think i think he'll be a lot better this year a lot better this year than last year and hopefully more consistent so if you have an opportunity to get derrick henry i am I'm all in on Derrick Henry again this year, but this is my last year. If he if he's not consistent this year, then I will I will give up on on Derrick Henry. And then I uh, what's his name? Philip Lindsay from Denver. He's he was really good for me. I I picked him up on the waiver wire. Um, had over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, I think it was an undrafted rookie too. So that was pretty good. Uh, but let's see. Uh, but yeah, we'll see if he's able to. To replicate that or not Um, I think so so I think he's a he's a safe pick for sure Uh, but you got to watch out for Royce Freeman he was pretty banged up last year Um, so he might be fully healthy but if they even if they share workload there I think he'd still be pretty productive Um, I think Darius Geis it would be a good pick um, later in the draft since he's coming off the ACL injury and then they have uh, Adrian Peterson there and uh christian thompson um so that's kind of a loaded backfield there in washington <clears throat> now, let's see here um so yeah if you were thinking about back to melvin gordon if you're thinking about d- drafting Ma- melvin gordon uh you should draft austin Eckler. as i said in the first episode uh he'll he'll definitely fill the void there i think he's not as good as him but he 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 definitely produces and he can catch as well and he'll get some touchdowns um and I think the 49ers' backfield is a little interesting as well. They have um, Jerick McKinnon coming off the injury. And then Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. I think Tevin Coleman's going to be the guy just because of that familiarity with Shanahan. Uh, even though Matt Breida was there last year and was really productive. So Tevin Coleman would be the guy I would draft from that from that bunch. I'm not sure about Jerick McKinnon. He, he might have limited touches and, and limited carries there uh, let's see here and then as far as defense and kickers I mean I don't even think it really matters unless you get like Oakland defense or something uh, but just getting those in the last two rounds for sure uh, but then after that you know you just try to get those those top tier guys that I talked about just get get some of those and then he should be fine and then you want some depth so if you if you draft well and you won't need the waiver wire, then you're good, but, you know, always watch the waiver wire because uh, that's, where, that's where I get all my players. Most of the time by week three or week four, I have a whole different team <laughs> just because I, I, sometimes I just don't draft well because I end up getting stuck with a, the ninth pick out of, out of a 12-man league, and I'm just like, okay, well, who am I going to get here? Um, so I wanted to talk about um, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he just signed a, a one-year contract with the Lakers, um, which, I mean, the Lakers are obviously going to be good this year. They got Anthony Davis and LeBron and Kyle Kuzma and brought back some of the guys he had last year. Uh, But he tore his ACL in Vegas, I guess his knees, he banged knees with another player there. Uh, Which is pretty devastating because last year uh, when he was with the Warriors, he he tore his quad in the playoffs. Uh, He was able to come back in the finals, but he kind of, he had one good, he had like two good games I think. And the other ones he just looked, he just looked like he was tired like he was out of shape, still trying to recover from that injury, and then when he was in New Orleans uh, with Anthony Davis, he I remember he, remember he tore his Achilles, and he was he was selected as a All Star that year, um, but obviously couldn't play, and they're they're really playing well together. It was Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, and they were they were pushing to go to the playoffs, and you know they had Rondo and Drew Holiday, and that was just kind of deflating for them, um, but yeah that. I mean, that just, that was just a devastating injury because, you know, he was already, com- he had two major injuries like within the past year or year and a half. And then now he has, he has a third one towards ACL. is going to be out for that year. I think he's 29 30 right now. So he'd be 31 32 when he comes back to playing. But he never got, the thing about Demarcus Cousins is like he always had his reputation in, in Sacramento that he's like a hothead or he has issues, kind of like Draymond. But at one point he was he was like he was the best center in the NBA before Joel Joel Embiid was consistent and playing playing most of the season, and so it seems like he's not going to get his big payday because last year when he was a free agent, which I, I thought last year the Lakers should have signed him last year, but this year makes a lot more sense than it did last year. And then he reportedly called the Warriors to um, to have them sign him. And then they signed him, and I mean the signing was kind of confusing at first because it's like, okay, well, usually you play in the post like are you gonna you know go out and shoot some three pointers and spread the floor? Are you gonna be like more like a like a, a point forward or I mean because you usually you just stay in the paint. so I don't know how how that was gonna work. so you know, and then he was already injured, so he was gonna he wasn't gonna play until till it like January or February. Um, so that it didn't make a whole lot of sense. but then when he was out there, You know, defensively, he definitely struggled because he's never been very good defensively. And every time they put him in the pick and roll, they just, they can score every time. Um, So it was more offensively. And then I thought, I thought they should have run their offense through him, through the post more often uh, than they did. But, you know, at times, he definitely showed flashes that he can still play like he did in in Sacramento and part of New Orleans. Um, But he just seems like those injuries definitely wore on him. As, um, as the season went on and as he was playing more so I mean he can like when he does come back He can probably only give you like maybe 25 minutes or so because I mean that, those are a lot of injuries for a big guy Like that is 610 611 So I, I don't think he's gonna and then he took that one year in LA So I don't think he's gonna get that that big contract that he's been hoping to get uh, which kind of reminded me a lot of Isaiah Thomas uh, when he was in Boston um it was like the death of his sister then he played in the playoffs against the bulls and he had that he had that hip injury and then they won and um then he got traded in the offseason uh, to cleveland for for kyrie and he he was under the impression that he was gonna he was gonna get 200 million dollars and i don't think anyone was gonna pay pay as thomas 200 million dollars because he's he's five nine as a defensive liability but I mean, maybe a hundred. I don't know. They're, they're handing out contracts like crazy. They're handing out a lot of money, and I think he would have gotten a big one as well, just like DeMarcus Cousins. But then he didn't. He never recovered from that that hip injury. He ended up playing in L. A. Then he had surgery, and um, then he he signed with Denver. And uh, Denver, he he played a little bit. Then he was out of the rotation when they were getting close to the playoffs. Now he's in Washington, so I think he'll do. I, I hope he does well in Washington. Um, with uh, John Wall out, and then play with Bradley Beal, uh, but I thought that was that was pretty similar with what happened to DeMarcus Cousins and and Isaiah Thomas. That you know they're they're about to get that contract, and then they have these devastating injuries, and then they're they're not the same. They're they don't, they don't recover fully from that. That's why I'm always for for player empowerment. You know, um, if Katie didn't want to play, he didn't have to play. I felt that there was some other pressure there then he goes out there, and then he tears his um, his Achilles. So it's like, you know, how much are you risking? So that's I think that's why Kawhi Leonard really appreciated what, what they did for him in Toronto. He played 60 games, and he was well-rested. He got to fully heal, and then they won the championship. And that's what he didn't like about San Antonio. He felt like some of the trainers in San Antonio and some of the team doctors, he felt that they were trying to pressure him, to play they're like hey you're cleared to play he's like well i'm still feeling pain he's like they're like well we don't know what to tell you like you're you're cleared to play we need you to play you know and so he felt that they were just pressuring him because they they were biased since they're the spurs doctors and they're employed by the spurs so that's why he wanted out so and that's why i think when he's in in la i think he's gonna play they're gonna be the the time management or load management, sorry, um, team. Where he's going to play another sixty games, be well rested, and then they're going to make a deep playoff run. Um, so I just, I just thought that was, that was just a devastating injury for uh, Demarcus Cousins, who he had, he showed some, some, um, some glimpses of what he used to be in the finals and biggest stage. He hadn't been there yet, and then they, I think the Lakers definitely have a had a, have a chance, still have a chance, I think, uh, to make it to the finals. But now you got to rely on big minutes uh, with uh with uh what's his name Javon McGee um and I mean he he played pretty well with them um, last couple of years for for the Lakers and then he was good with the Warriors so I think when they have they have like veteran coaches and veteran players like you got LeBron and Rondo and stuff um I think they'll be able to kind of bring him in on that end um so yeah let's see what we got here uh this next topic I want to go into was about Uh, ride-sharing services and uh, all the dangers that there are with them recently Uh, and this this story was in uh where was this uh san bruno uh lift driver was accused of kidnapping and sexually assaulting a passenger um so this was what was the driver's name uh tony kolakolu uh this was in the last 18 months in san mateo county there have been four alleged sexual assaults by Uber and Lyft drivers against their female passengers. And so what happened was uh, the 25-year-old victim went to a bar in San Mateo Friday night. It was called the swinging door uh, with her boyfriend and two friends. So her boyfriend left around 11 p.m. and she and her friend left in a, a Lyft around midnight Saturday uh, with the driver, Kolakolu, uh, whatever his name is. Um, so he dropped off the friend in South San Francisco. And then allegedly took the victim to his home in Tracy, where he sexually assaulted her. Um, they say the victim was intoxicated and has no memory of what happened. And when she woke up in the morning, Kola, Kola was um, he he was there right by her side I guess, and drove her home. And apparently he had no criminal record. Um, let's see. So it's like so I don't know how you're supposed to to gauge if someone is if one of your drivers that you hire are gonna be a rapist or a killer. You know, with Uber, you had that uh, Kalamazoo issue where they the guy shot four people or something went on a a crazy rampage. And you hear about all these stories um, when someone's drunk and uh, maybe they're too drunk and then they get in the car and uh, it's supposed to be a service that they trust. It's like calling it, it's basically a taxi, right? Uh, But it's just so easy to become um, a ride-sharing driver for uber for lyft or anything like that and so maybe the the criteria or the background checks or something it's there's no in-person interview or anything you just send some stuff and they're like okay cool let's get you on the road Uh, because they want they want to own most of that market share so they want to do whatever they can to get um, more drivers than than these taxi companies have in in certain cities Um, so definitely think that's that's a problem (laughs) And uh, I guess he's, this driver's facing life in prison and there could be more victims. You know, was he a driver because he wanted to take advantage of of uh, intoxicated women who who weren't aware of their surroundings or wh- whatever was going on. And then when you're just there in the car and then you're just dropping them off, then then that's a whole other issue. Then the driver also could, knows where you live. They can write something down. There's all kinds of other issues with that. And there's also been stories about them coming back to where, to where that person lives like stalking them and stuff so that's why you always whenever you're getting in a car always put a different address than in and um and always you know just try to be in pairs but there's there's really no way to avoid that and and women shouldn't have to worry about trying to avoid that because that shouldn't be a thing but it is and that's what's messed up but um but there are there's are there's other apps like ride sharing services um, that let's see here that women could use because it's even for like women drivers who they they sign up and they want to drive and earn extra money most of the time you're driving at night and uh and picking up people from bars and stuff like that and dropping them off at home and most of the time they're drunk and people are just act a lot different when they're drunk um but you can use uh it's an app called go safer g-o-s-a-f-r and they hire women drivers and it's specifically for women so none of this stuff happens and then they pick up women and give them rides and stuff like that so that there's a there's a safer situation for them even if they're too drunk or whatever most of the time they'll be safe or hopefully they'll always be safe because you know you could trust a woman probably more than some random guy you know um so i mean we just can't have anything any services like that where you can trust anyone like that and that's that's the crazy part of it and you know not all not all drivers are probably like, are like that. You know, I uh I drove for uh for Uber and Lyft for a while when I was in um I was in Corvallis and <clears throat> Um I definitely had some, some sketchy people that I would I would give rides to. But actually this this one time, um, it was like my first it was like my first night driving and there was a game. I forget who I forget the Beavers were playing, but they were they were playing someone. It was like the first game of the season too, so it was It was definitely a busy night, and um, those of you who have lived in Corvallis um, know where Avery Park is. It's kind of like way out there, and I got a ride. I got a ride request from someone um, at Avery Park, and it was, it was like what time? It was like nine o'clock or something. It was it was kind of late, and it was all dark and stuff. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to Avery Park. So I drove all the way over there, and then it's super dark. I don't see anybody. There's no lights or anything. And I was like, okay, so if, if I die tonight, like, I guess I'm cool with that. That's fine. Like, I'll go down like this. That's cool. Um, so then I didn't see anybody. And then all of a sudden the driver or the rider, he, he changed the, the pickup request to, to the bookstore. That's right across from uh, Research Stadium. I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll go over there. So then I pull up, and there's just a bunch of people walking. I guess the game had just ended. And then I um, rolled down the window. I forget what his name it was like his name was like Caleb or Cameron. It was like some white guy. And uh, I rolled down the window, I was like, Oh, are you uh, are you Caleb or something? He's like, Oh yeah, that's me. And there's like a there's a crowd of people. There's a crowd of people just like trying to pull him away or something. And then I guess it was his girlfriend, and his girlfriend walks into the passenger seat or she gets in the passenger seat and she sits down and I was like, Oh, where's um where's the guy at or whatever? Where's this Cameron dude? It's like, Oh, he's back over there. I was like, Okay. I was like, um, I was like, well, why are they? I was like, why are these people like pulling him or something? They're like, there was like a, some altercation. They were like yelling, it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what it's about. I was like, okay. And so I rolled down the back window. I was like, hey, man, just get in or whatever. And he's like, oh, I didn't do that. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna call the cops. I was like, oh shit, the cops are gonna get called. I was like, okay, I'm like I gotta figure out what's going on. And then um, he's like, I was like, hey, I was like, man, just just get in, get in the fucking car, you know? So he got in the car. He slammed the door. And then the guy, he just starts yelling. He's like, drive, drive, drive. And I was like, what? So, you know, naturally, I put it in drive, and I, I just sped off because I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, this group of, like, 10, 10 people, like, 10 college students start chasing my car. And they're like – and there's a lot of people, so I can't really dr- – I can't speed up that fast. And they're all, like, hitting – they're hitting my windows and, like, throwing stuff at my car. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck's going on? I got to get out of here. And then so I I try to turn around. Um, make a u-turn and then this uh this guy gets in front of my car and he's like yeah just drive man just drive." I was like "Well, i was and i'm, I'm trying to ask like what's happening I'm like what happened man he's like oh these people are trying to jump me or whatever i was like well there, there's like there's like four or five women in that group so i'm like i don't know it's like okay that that doesn't sound super legit but okay like whatever these people are chasing you and i'm in the car and now and i try to speed off so now i'm in the middle of this and so um this guy's like in my car. He's like, you need to stop the car. I was just like, hey man. And I rolled down the window. I'm like, hey man, you need to you need to move, cause I I'm in a vehicle. I'm gonna hit you with my car. And then I'm inching, and he's like, he's still like there. I'm just like, you gotta move, dude. I'm gonna run you over. And then he moved. And then so then I'm going I'm going down. Was it 26? I think it's 26 right there where the um, where the stadium is. I'm going. I just speed off. I'm going like 80 right there, all the way down there. And then there's just like a bunch of people that cross the street so I slam on my brakes and then um then I have to like wait for all the people to cross, right? So then a bunch of people run up and then the guy's yelling it's like, Oh, he's like, take off again and then a bunch of people are hitting my car, I'm like, Oh shit, they they caught up, they caught up and then I was like, Okay, all right, let's get out of here, right? So then I um I sped off again and I, I was going really fast again and then I at the end of the street there was a bunch of cops there. I was like, okay cool, whatever like we we got away with it, right? And I was like, Okay and then the guy was like, Oh thanks, man, you know, he's like, Yeah, these people were trying to fight me at the game So then I got out and you know, we walked over to the bookstore and then they were just trying to jump me or whatever. I was like I was like, Okay. I was like, Well, why were they trying to fight? He was like, I don't know, some Washington, some Washington fans. I think it was like, No, I don't know if it was Washington. Some some fans from the other team, whatever team it was. I was like, Well they weren't wearing they weren't wearing any gear or anything, so if you're traveling for a game and you're rooting for the other team, I think you're gonna have you're gonna wear some of that gear. So I was like, Okay Whatever, I'll take you for your word at it, right? He's like, oh, I'll give you a nice tip. I was like, okay. And so I drove him somewhere downtown, and uh, he gave me, like, $12. I was like, okay. I was like, that's not, like, a good a good tip for, um, for committing a crime, but, like, that's fine. I'll take $12. Anyway, so this time I was, like, driving. I would drive to, like, 1, 2 in the morning, drop people off at the bars and, you know, have people throw up in my car and get yelled at and stuff like that. Um, so i'm leaving corvallis i'm gonna go to eugene because uh, i guess at this, at this time i lived in eugene and um so i get this call at 2 a.m i'm at the last gas station because that, that gas station is a lot cheaper and um the my phone rings and it's this random number i don't know i was like okay well most of the time i wouldn't answer that it's like okay i guess i'll answer it so i answered and they're like hey this is i forget what his name was he's was like so and so um i'm from the eugene not eugene corvallis police department um and i was like okay he's like um were you were you involved in a situation tonight and i've seen enough enough law and order cop dramas and stuff so right away i'm just like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and he's like well you know i we have reason to believe that you you were involved in a situation i was like i wasn't involved in anything he's like uh like so, well, we'd like you to come down uh, to the station. I was like, well, it's two a.m., man. Like, I gotta get home. Um, and I was like, well, I'm I'm already leaving. Um, I'm on my way to Eugene. I'm driving right now. It's so, like, well, you're gonna you're gonna want to turn back. It's like, okay, so I'll I'll turn back. So I turned back, drive all the way over there. He's like, oh, how's it going? You know, he's being nice to me and stuff. It's like, you know, I'm just trying to get home. And uh he puts me in a little interrogation room. It's like, okay, well i guess i'm gonna get questioned here it's like so i was like well okay first of all like i'm kind of hungry like i haven't eaten in a while it's like pretty late So, do you guys have any food anything i can have he's like oh we have some pizza. I was like, okay cool so so i got the upper hand now i got some pizza they brought me some food so there's a sit that situation and then he says uh so do you know so your your license plate number was um uh, was called in and saying that you were speeding down 26 and you were involved in some some theft or something i was like theft i was like i got it i was like i didn't steal anything it's like i'm just an uber driver i was just giving this guy a ride i had nothing to do with anything else he's like uh he's like well do you know do you know cameron let's we'll just say his name's cameron he's like do you know cameron i was like uh i don't i was like no i don't know cameron he's like well uh it's you know it's this guy and this girl i was like oh yeah yeah i know them you know i uh I gave them a ride, they said that some people were chasing them. There was some people chasing us and like hitting my car, so I sped off. He's like, Okay. He's like, Do you know this guy? I was like, I don't know this guy, I just gave him a ride to his house. And he's like, uh, okay. And he's like, Where did you drop him off? And I was like, Hey man, like I don't think I can give you that information. I can't just tell you where random people live. So I was like I, don't, I was like, I don't know, I don't remember. I can't I can't access that information. And he's like, um, okay, well So I'm like um I don't know I guess I'm kinda of coming for this guy. Which maybe I shouldn't have done, but I don't know, whatever. I I felt though those, those rights right I'm like, I don't think I don't I don't want to get involved in this. I'm just like, this is what happened, you know. And then he's like, Okay, well, those people that you were driving away from, they were they work for the, the store. They work for the, the um, that store there and they make sure that people aren't stealing. And this couple, they have been stealing there for a while. So you were the getaway driver. I was like, okay, that. I was like, that just kind of opens up a whole other, a whole other can of worms right there. I was like, I'm not a getaway driver. I was like, I'd, I'd be a bad getaway driver. And they're like, well, this one person says that you hit them with their car. I was like, I didn't hit, I didn't hit anybody with my car. It's like he says that his knee is hurting. It's like, well, I think this guy's lying that his knee's hurting. So if I wanted to hit him with my car, I would have hit him with my car. He jumped out of the way like right before I was about to. So. I think that's a lie. And he's like, well, we we could get you for menacing. I was like, I didn't menace anybody. I was like, I, this guy just said he was being he was getting jumped or something, and he jumped in my car and he said to speed up or to drive off. I was like, okay, man, I got it, and I just sped off. And He's like, okay, well, they've been they've been stealing for a while. Um, so do you remember where they they dropped him off? I was, so I was like, okay, well, I was like, actually, now that I think of it, I remember where I dropped him off, since this Cameron guy wants to fucking lie to me and get me in trouble i'm gonna tell him where he lives so i was like Yo, he lives right here and then uh right away i think i had a report to uber or something because because the cops were involved um yeah they ended up uh deleting his account and everything like that but um, so I, I didn't i didn't get charged with menacing or anything but uh, just a little story on how you gotta be careful like who if you're a driver who you pick up and any other situation because it could just turn into some other stuff well yeah that's my my second episode um so yeah thanks for listening and subscribe and just i guess tell other people about it and i'll post something else maybe within the next couple weeks or so once um nfl starts and maybe talk about some college football and nba stuff as well so great thanks for listening